This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is this thing on? Testing one, two. Bueno, si, 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 claro, claro, si. Is it working? I think it is. I see the red light right here. All right, let's go. What's up, everyone? This is Spilling the Frijoles. My name is Jairo. And I'm Brian. And we are The, the Mexican, Mexican Ways. And we have a very, very special guest. And I guess if you guys even just hear the voice, I think you'll know who she is. Hello there, handsome. Uh, that's <laughs> there, now they know who she is. Yeah, by laughing, now you know Her who laugh. Her laugh. It's, it's my voice and my laugh. I think that's catchy. What's up, guys? Yeah, what's up, Roxy? What's up, man? I love the way I was greeted. I was greeted with Mexican candy and tequila yeah. by The Mexican Ways. I mean, exactly. can it get more Mexican than that. Well, it can't. It can't. And, and, you, we, and you just and brought what's up us here. That's yeah. straight out of Mexico. <laughs> you know, straight out of Mexico City. Acabas de echar un pedo. Like, I feel really welcome, you guys. No, this well, is yeah. amazing. Well, thank you for having me. And you know what's funny? I was talking to Brian earlier uh, before you got here. We were saying, like, hey, you know what's crazy? It's like, we heard your voice on the radio before even, like, social media was a thing. Yeah, we used to listen to the reggaeton ninety six point three, right? Yeah, 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 when it first came out in two thousand and five, yeah. I was one of the OG radio DJs on that station, and I think at that time MySpace had had actually yeah. like just Damn. come on the scene, yeah. and that's when I started my social media, and and I really just started MySpace because I wanted to be able to communicate to the people yeah. that weren't able to listen to me or actually call into the radio station. Uh -huh. So that was my way of like getting shout outs, getting requests. And then I would throw That's out crazy. like bulletins like, hey, your girl just went live seven to midnight. Yeah. And and yeah, like who would have thought that so, that MySpace from MySpace would have gone to what? Twitter and now yeah, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. And it's and, just like. And it's just tripping out because it's like we used to hear you on the radio all the time, you know, listen to the old school reggaeton and everything. And it's just like, wow, and social media now, like, look, we're here with you. That's crazy, it's, right? Yeah, just the way the, the synergy connected, you know? Yeah. So it's just a Yeah, trip. It, it is crazy because I used to, honestly, I used to listen to the radio heavy, Latino 96.3. I remember yeah. Eddie Juan, you, Santa Rosa was one of my favorite DJs. Yeah, he's such a great DJ. He's dope. Um. Just, I remember the whole crew and I, it's like, I was a fan of you guys and I still am, you know, I still am a fan of what you're doing and thank it's just you. crazy to have you here. Yeah. Thank so you. Thank you it was here. a, of course, man, it's such a pleasure. And so Latino 96.3 was actually the first bilingual radio station that came out to LA in 2005. And it was mm -hmm. like, I, I remember the city was like excited because they're like, yo, there's never been a bilingual station that plays reggaeton where the radio personalities speak in English and Spanish, Spanglish, which is very natural yeah. to hybrids like you and I, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and we just took the city by storm. Like there was yeah. billboards. And I remember stations like Power 106 that are urban stations were like, what, what is this? I remember, yeah. you know, Felly Fell, who's one of their DJs to this day. Mm -hmm. um, You know, I used to intern with them at yeah. Power. And I remember he was like, he, you know, he didn't really follow my career after, after I interned there, I went to Chicago, I went to Palm Springs and I went to Chicago. Then I came back to LA in 2005. So we kind of lost contact. And then when the station came onto the scene, I was Roxy, the night chick. Okay. I was doing seven to midnight. And, um, he was just like, wait, is that Roxy that used to intern with me? And 
we had the entire city's attention because there was no station like that in LA. Mm -hmm. And everybody said it would fail. It wouldn't thrive because you either got to be in English or you got to be in Spanish. Yeah, it was, it was cool. genius. You guys yeah. did kill it, man. Yeah. You guys and the music was good too, though. That's like when reggaeton started, right? Like, yeah. Like, and that's when, I mean, you know, LA, even though we're one of the best cities in the world, mm -hmm. it's really sometimes behind when it comes to fashion and music. Mm -hmm. Because for El Angelino's reggaeton was new it was like yeah. what is this Tego, evie queen nikki yeah. jam i remember hosting clubs with nikki jam we would host you guys remember a club in la called la boom yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. we would host la boom with nikki jam when nikki jam was chubby his teeth weren't <laughs> as nice as they are now because you know yeah. with money you get yourself some veneers yeah, and you got a million dollar smile yeah. and no i mean a hundred people will come through nobody knew who Nicky Jam was. Nobody knew who De La Ghetto was. Nobody knew yeah. who Daddy Yankee was. They were just like, I mean, Daddy Yankee was more because of like La Gasolina, but yeah. it, it was like all these guys that are huge now, uh -huh. They nobody knew who they were in LA. Yeah. They knew who they were in the East Coast, but nobody knew who these cats were in LA. And that station, us personalities, the DJs, like Eddie One, Santa Rosa, we were the ones that were putting these artists like on game and introducing them to the LA audience. And everyone's like, ah, oh, reggaeton. It's only, it's only a fad. It's like the um, you know, Duranguense and yeah. um what is that? The, the the other other genres of music that yeah. have come and, and then, then they it kind go. of just goes away. So everybody thought yeah. reggaeton was gonna die, but look. But you know what's funny? Like I feel like at one point reggaeton did kind of die. And then it kind of like revived back. itself again when all these new artists started coming. Because, uh, you know, obviously me and Brian were DJs too. And we used to download all the old school Daddy Yankees and everything. And I just felt like at one point I just stopped hearing reg reggaeton. You know, I just stopped hearing it. Yeah. And I think at that one point too, Latino 96.3 started playing hip-hop music yes yeah, because like i felt like i felt like oh what's happening to the either the reggaeton artists started making music or we they, were... they started running out of artists to play <laughs> or something, because it yeah. was the same songs over yeah. and over again i mean that station kind of went through a lot to finally get to a place of smoothness you know mm -hmm. what i mean but yeah i remember one of the biggest concerts we had when i worked for that station was it was at the staples center mm -hmm. and it was snoop and daddy yankee it go. was sold out because it was literally two different genres, mm -hmm. American Latinos coming together under one roof. And it was like Snoop, who was Snoop, mm -hmm. right? And then Daddy Yankee, who was like the king of reggaeton. Yeah. And it was it, it was just like on a very, very, on a high. But I think Spanish trap now has helped that whole reggaeton vibe. Because yeah. it's like, I love Spanish trap. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel trappy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. it's my favorite music to work out to. That yeah. and Nipsey. I love working out to Nipsey. But um, Spanish trap has really helped these stations like stay alive in yeah. a way because of these new cats. Yeah, people love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, 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 were, those were awesome times. But I mean, there's new times now. What are you doing now? Like, what yeah. is, is you, oh are you you're on social God. media now? Okay, so I'm on social media, and you know what's so dope, you guys, is that I love meeting people like you guys and mm -hmm. and knowing like, man, these people grew up listening to me. Yeah, you know, and I started my radio career at like fresh out of high school. Like, yeah. I became an intern at Power 106. They told me that I could only intern there for one semester, which is five months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, no, I want to intern here for two semesters. You know, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. I ended up interning there for 10 months. Nice. And man. then it was at that time when um, Big Boy was actually looking for like a sidekick. And they were encouraging me like, oh, turning your demo. And I was like, nah, I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know. I was mm -hmm. just discovering my voice in radio. And then after that, I ended up getting my first radio gig in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Chicago. Then I came back to start my radio career in 2005 in L.A. Um, 
And I, I mean, I had a nice run in LA. I was in on LA radio for like 12 years, you yeah. know, like just at Latino. And then I went to another station Then I came back to Latino. And then now I've just been like an independent talent. And I love it because I've always been a free spirit, you know, and I, I now view myself as I'm a brand. I created a brand out of my name, good, out of yeah. my personality, right? Like my brand is my personality and I get to pick and choose who I want to work with, mm-hmm. if I want to work with them, where I want to travel to. I've created my own brands like Brazen by Roxy. It's my own brand. Um, I've created a nonprofit because I have a very loyal female audience that I get to I, I get to be like a digital mentor to a lot of women. That's awesome. It be, through my motivation. I'm just naturally like a motivational person. And I'm super thankful for social media because without knowing, that's the connection that I was creating on MySpace. Like I mm. met my second boyfriend through MySpace, through a bulletin. I don't met his girl through my uh, yeah. Instagram. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm serious. That's <laughs> Wait, how, how did, did she slid, You slid into her DMs or she slid into yours or I kinda, what? I kind of slid into her DMs. Did, why? Was she like liking your pictures? Well, I, long story short, <laughs> it's, it actually happened soon because I actually met her. Like the first time we ever met was on her birthday. And her birthday just passed on December the 16th. But long story short, uh, it was like the Mexican Covijas month. You know, when everyone starts posting those memes, like, oh, bring out the Mexican Covijas. Oh, the San Marcos? Yeah, the yeah, San, Marcos. San Marcos. And uh, pretty much uh, I, I, I did a meme about it. And then I saw someone comment it, which was her. She said, like, oh, I have one of these, like, at my house or something like that, right? And then so I, she wasn't I, even flirting with you. No, she wasn't flirting with me. Exactly. <laughs> I was being a creeper. So, so I was just like, oh, damn, this girl's very, very pretty. You know, like, I think she, I find her very attractive. So I hit her up. Slid in her DM, be like, hey, I have. Okay, the, what did that message look like? I just said, like, hey, uh, it, the way I did it was like, hey, I also have uh, the Lions uh, San Marcos. And she go, oh, that's You're funny. You're like, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would go through our DMs. I'd be like, wait, hello, this is not mine. Wait, where's mine? He goes, oh, that was mine. Because, you know, we both have the page. So it's like, oh, we, would, we would both be like, when we were talking to girls and we were single, we would have to be like, Organized about it. Like, oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't. I didn't say this. What the no? You text mine. I don't know. No, no, that's yours. Yeah. You're like, was, damn, Heidel, you're packing. You send her a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope you never did that. No, on no, 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 no way. I, I don't do that. But and so, how long have you been with her now? Uh, be five years in March. What? Yeah. See, that's so cool, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't like when people knock social media and they're like, oh, social media this, and I'm just like. I've met some incredible people on mm-hmm. social media. I've I have like amazing friends through social media, like people that have taught me about business, you know, like yeah. I feel like if you knock social media, it's really because you don't understand the power of it. I'm like it's yeah. it's a connecting tool. No, for sure. For it's, sure. it's the biggest networking tool you're ever going to have in your life. And I'll say it right now, look, I wouldn't have these people in our room right now, you, Jose, What's up if it wasn't for social media? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I, I the power probably, of social media. I still really be is. working at my nine to five job over there in Valencia still. Damn, yeah. man. Yeah. We love social media. I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the more you love and embrace something, the easier it gets. <laughs> I always true. tell business owners, people are like, oh my God, it's social media. I'm like, change your attitude about it and yeah. it'll become easier. Yeah, no, it's it's the thing. And I think it's going to be the thing. And I don't know how uh, brands you know, are going to have to jump on it more. And I think, I honestly think TV is going to die eventually. Yeah. I think so. It's it's crazy to say it, but it's everything's going digital. Everything's going digital. Yeah, you heard him say it yeah. for sure. Everything. I mean, on all those those platforms like Netflix, Hulu, yeah. Disney Plus now is killing it. So it's like, do you really need like you know cable? Cable. I don't yeah. have cable. 
No, I mean, I, I, have, I know a lot of people that don't too. Yeah. Like a lot of people that are just like, oh, I just have Netflix. Just think well, about think about it like this. We don't even have those telephones in our house anymore. We use cell phones. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, listen, the last time I paid for cable, I was paying $160 a month. And I didn't even have like HBO. I just had like the Spanish stations that, you know, like just $160 a month. Like that could pay for my blow dry. That could pay for my pedicure. Mm-hmm. I was like, all I really need, because I guess I'm a new millennial, right? Yeah. I just need internet. Is that, yeah. If I don't have internet, I'm going crazy. Yeah, right? True. Just give me Wi-Fi connection and I'm golden. Yeah, I will read the news. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? This yeah, dude. Fine. Yeah, it's true. It's do, very do you guys true. ever get those newspaper phone calls? Like, oh, there's... uh. There's, a, there's stuff that we have, sir, that you won't find on the internet. I'm like, no, I'll find it on the internet. Trust yeah, I'm me. like, sir, uh, can you please take me off your list? Like, now. <laughs> All right. I can't stand those. Like, why does AT&T Verizon even allow the, you know, you get those those calls on your phone. It's like high risk spam call. Oh, yeah. I've like, how do, why do they even allow that? It's know. too many. I I who gets a lot. Me too. Uh, I have to go in and block them. I answer. They're like talking Chinese. They're like <laughs> talk telling you from the Social Security Administration. It's a, it's a hoax. Don't fall for it. Yeah, no, no, for sure. So yeah. many people get played. A lot. A lot. A lot it's funny because I, I got one this morning. And this guy goes, hey, good morning, sir. And I go, good night, sir. And I just hang up on him. <laughs> I just, I, I was always messing with him. Uh, always, he's always telling him, like, you know, the the new, like, remodeling your home and stuff. He's always telling him, like, yeah, I live right there, right underneath the 405 for sure. Like, please yeah, remodel I, my I, I, I need, I, My box, I need to remodel. I need to remodel my box. I need a new <laughs> one. Dude, it's like, I don't understand why these cell phone companies don't prohibit that. Like, right? It's weird. Something needs to be done. Yeah, something. It's really annoying. So they're obviously sure. getting the information from somewhere. But this this goes back. To social media, when we use it, just remember if you're putting your number in, these people could sell your information. That's what Facebook was all about in the beginning. Or you know what? It's kind of like when you go to the store. I've noticed this. People don't ask questions no more. You go to a store, right? And they're like, oh, hi, do you have like CVS? Do you have your uh, the CVS savings card? No. Oh, can I get your number? Sure. And people, I'm like, for what? Oh, to input your, no, I don't want, you know, like people just <laughs> give their information so freely mm-hmm. without asking, what is it for? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't be so naive that you're just like, oh yeah, my email address is this. Like, yeah. be like, no, thank you. I don't need another card. I just say, give them every time you go to any store. You know what I do? I give them my mom's number. Every store, <laughs> every store that I go to, I'm like, did the club card come up? They're like, yes. I'm like, my mom has every club, every club card, card you could think of. That's funny. So my mom be getting all the points, but I don't get my stuff. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, that's la gente hilarious. está pendeja. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. So your mom's Wait, the one getting all the calls. She's <laughs> getting all the points for her shell gas, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> she's getting all the spam calls. All the spam hey, calls. Hey, yeah, for some reason, I keep getting all these calls. I don't know why. Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. But all right, Roxy, so what is the future? for you what does 2020 look like now that the year's well, almost gonna end 2020 i want to manifest a husband and mm. some babies oh wow <laughs> really <laughs> in one year i do <laughs> that, that's my focus for 2020 no seriously the future is look my ultimate goal because i feel like a lot of people talk about like the now which is great because really yeah. the now is all we have right but I feel like it's really important to like focus on what is your ultimate goal and what are you doing every day or mm-hmm. every month or every year to get closer to that goal. And my ultimate goal is to be is to be just a voice in the world. You know, like to mm-hmm. say that I just want to be a voice in the Latino community is is not true. I want to be a voice for humanity. I want to be a voice for women. And I want to be a voice that is bold, shameless, and unapologetic like Joan Rivers. You okay. know, and, mm-hmm. and so I want to eventually manifest a show where I can be my bold self. You know, I don't want to be a safe 
you know, news reporter, but I ultimately want to be able to use my voice on a, a like a more massive platform. And does that necessarily mean television, traditional television? No, it could be a digital show. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to connect and talk about like I, I see myself talking to like celebrities because America's obsessed with pop culture. Mm -hmm. But I also want to be able to talk like real life topics because mm -hmm. one of my biggest passions is motivating people. You know, yeah. like I love motivating women. And the reason I could do that is because I motivate myself every day. And I think if I remember, you have a podcast, no? No, I had a podcast, but I'm relaunching a podcast in 2020 with my sister. Okay. Nice. I'm relaunching a podcast with her because we are so, um, we're so different, but yet we were raised with the same parents, you know, okay. but her life, she, she, she chose a life of like, she got married, she had kids and I chose more like my career. Okay. So we agree on a lot of things, but we disagree on a lot of things as well. But we ultimately oh, like should be cool. love each other and respect yeah, yeah. each other. But sometimes I don't want to hear what she has to say. And sometimes she doesn't want to hear what I have to say. But maybe you can you guys both have say to put it that aside. But just... we're so different. And I think women could relate to the married life and to the kid life. Mm -hmm. And people could also relate to like somebody like me, right? That didn't choose marriage and kids off the bat. I chose more like my career. And now in my 30s, I'm more like, okay, I, I wouldn't mind having a couple of babies. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, I'm excited about that because, um, yeah, my sister's a tough one, you know, she's yeah. a tough one, but, and then one of our weekly guests is, is going to be my mom. Is she older or younger? <laughs> she's older. Okay. She's older. She's six years older than me. And our mom, you know, I call my mom, my sister and I, we're like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Like they're my best friends, you know? And it, those are the people that are going to be unconditionally by your side. They ride mm -hmm. for you. They yep. die for you. And what better than to have a show with yeah. them? You know what uh, I mean? So we're, yeah, it's it going to be, be cool. called Sister, Sister, Coming to You in 2020. All right. Yeah. Like Did I just right. say that? I wasn't supposed to announce it yet, but you know what? Hey. F it. Hey. <laughs> You're spilling the frijoles. You're spilling yeah. the I'm spilling the frijoles. Exactly. Oh, sure did. And we're about to talk about something that we're all going to be spilling the frijoles about. And this episode, basically what it's about is... Mexican culture versus Salvadorian culture. And just why is there that stigma? Yeah. You know? Like it's it's BS, like we were saying earlier. Like yeah. it really is BS. I don't get it. We're so similar. Yeah, but we'll so get into it. We'll get into it when we come back. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back and really talk about that. Um, I don't I don't think we have any commercials for this one. Yeah, we do. Yo, guys, you're listening to Spilling the Frijoles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We, we got to promote ourselves, guys. Hey, guys, don't forget to follow us on Mexican Ways on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Dolo. We even just got on TikTok. That's right. That's right. But don't forget our website, fool. Yeah, guys. And also our website. Check it out. MexicanWays.net. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, use promo code MG Podcast to get an extra 30% on our merch. You see, no can know we didn't have a commercial. That's true. That's true. And as always, guys, thank you for the love and support. And we're back. All right. That was a long How you break. Feeling, Roxy? How you I'm feeling? feeling great. We have Jose right here, the bartender of the year, <laughs> hooking <laughs> it up with Palomazos, yeah, and Palomazos. he is throwing some tahini in that, and it's just like hitting the spot. Yeah, that's good. The, huh? You know, because somewhere in the world right now is happy hour. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. True. And it's so true. it just happens to be happy hour on your podcast. Hey. We showed him. Salud, salud, salud. Saludcita. We showed him, though. Let's get right into this then. So we kind of, since we're having like drinks in our hands and stuff like that, uh, so about like, you know, Mexican and Salvadorians. Um, what is the preferred drink for Salvadorians? Uh, honestly, is it tequila? Is it cognac? Is it beer? Is it what is like? What is the preferred drink? Oh my gosh, that's that's a great question. Uh, all I could tell you is that 
a los salvadoreños nos encanta chupar. O las caguamas, ¿no? Nos encanta I chupar. Don't, I, I don't chupar. Think so. so, like what? So, mainly so chupar en El Salvador means, like, anything. If, if I tell you, if you're my friend, you're like, hey, vámonos a chupar. Yeah. That means, like, let's go drink. We're But, having a, a, una noche de chupadera. But would you say that your default drink is tequila? Because tequila comes from Mexico, and that's obviously you know that Mexicans love tequila. I mean, you know what? Like, it's just I, I know Salvadorians that like tequila. I know Salvadorians that like wine. I know mm -hmm. Salvadorians that like cognac, whiskey. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up seeing my dad drink um, cognac. You know, okay. he would be like, "Servimos un whiskey." Like, it's it's all I could tell you is Salvadorians could drink. Okay, you know, um, we're not lightweight drinkers, and I, I speak for myself and most Salvadorians that I've met. We're not, we, we can hang, right? Okay. Like, if we can hang with the boys. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a lightweight drinker myself, personally. Um, do I accustom to do that, like, all the time? No, I'm not really trying to out-drink a man. But I would say, like, our national... Uh, Jose's looking it up. What is the drink of El Salvador? Our drink is called Tic Tac. Tic -tac. There's, like, ah, like okay. when it What comes to alcohol, like, hard alcohol, it's called Tic Tac, and it's, like, really potent, It's, I, I don't know, what is Tic Tac? Look, look it up, Jose. It's, it's like very strong alcohol. I don't know if it's cognac. I don't know if it's whiskey, but it is strong. It smells like alcohol, like, like rubbing alcohol. T-I-C-T-A-C. Like a Tic Tac. Like Tic Tac, like that. I've never heard of that. That's kind of crazy. Right, look, look it up. Jose's looking it up. It's like aguardiente. Exactamente. It's Tic Tac El Salvador. It's like agua ardiente. So I think they have like aguardiente like in a... But what kind of alcohol is it? I think they have that like in Nicaragua. Um, I have to try it. It's, yeah. it's, I'm sure it's probably similar to a Tic Tac. I think that's because that's what you're spelling it like a Tic Tac. So maybe it's like a mint strong kind of... It's a vodka. Okay, okay it's, it's a vodka. vodka. Yes, okay. it's a vodka. That's, okay. the, that's the drink of El Salvador. It's a vodka. But it's really strong. So I would say, I know El Salvador has a beer as well, but from what I know, Salvi's and I've hung around, they always go in for like more like the hard alcohol. You mm -hmm. know, like, dame un trago. Yeah. Like when you go to the bar, instead of ordering una cerveza, like, tu ordenas un trago. Yeah. You know? And so what so, does Roxy order if you go to a bar? Yeah, if you go to a bar, what's, what's the first like default? You know what? If I'm just like, I like red wine. I love red mm. wine. I love Cabernet. But it's una wine So you know why not? Like my mom, my sister, my tias, and I, we could throw down on some bottles of wine. Yeah. Um, and I also like if I'm gonna drink hard alcohol, I like I like whiskey. Okay. I love whiskey. And then I also like um just like a light vodka with like a little bit of lemon. Mm -hmm. I like lemon on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like by natural default, if I go somewhere, I'll probably order like a red wine. I love Cabernet. That's like my go-to wine. Yeah. It just, you know, red wine is good for your heart. Yeah. And okay, I always sure. like to say, listen, it's not our fault we became alcoholics. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm just saying it's really easy to become an alcoholic when in a Latin home, especially when you go to church. Like, remember your church? You go to a Catholic church, uh -huh. and they'd be like, La Sangre de Cristo. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Amen. <laughs> and what are they giving you? Wine. Wine. I was like <laughs> sipping wine at like 11 years old. Interesting. That's Weren't true. you? Uh, you, they would give well, you. Yeah, they would say yeah. that it wasn't grape juice. It was it was red <laughs> was wine, like, and I was like, I would feel like the coolest. I was like, oh my god, I just drank wine. Oh my god, I said amen, and I got wine. That's, Damn, like, that's crazy. Church, You're right though. You're onto something. Yeah. Think about it. I'm like, the, it's the church's fault that we all become that we love alcohol. So, so let me ask you this question. <laughs> yeah, I remember this flavor when you're 21. You're like, you're like I, I remember, remember drinking this. this. When you're 11, you're like, oh, it's kind of bitter, but damn, it got me a little bit dizzy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get you. But let me ask you something, because I, I don't know this, man. And, you know, 
would you say that most of Salvadorian population is Catholic? Or have you ever met like a Jewish Salvadorian or a, a Christian you know Salvadorian? I mean, I have. I, I've met a lot of different types of Salvadorians. I've met Palestinian Salvadorians. I've met Asian Salvadorians. Do you ever ask the question why they went that route? No, I haven't. In religion, you know? No, I haven't. But because and, you know, majority, I, I feel like a lot of it comes from your family. Correct. Like yeah. whatever your family is, you're kind of automatically defaulted into like what your family is. Correct. But if you were to put money on this, would you say that most Salvadorians are Catholic? Yes. I would put my money on it too and say yes. that most Mexicans are Catholic. Yeah, yep. For the you know most what part. I'm saying? Absolutely. So I do trip out sometimes when I hear like, Oh, I'm a Jewish Mexican. I do trip out. Yeah. And I wonder why. What made you go that that route? It could have been from family. Could have been, you know, yeah. right from the start. But I just wonder. So I, so I trip out, you know? Like, yeah, you could have married into that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, yeah. the new Salvadorian president is Palestinian Salvadorian. Really? He's the youngest wow. president of the world. I want to say he's like 37 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, He is, his, his last name is Bukele. Mm -hmm. And he comes from one of the richest Palestinian Salvadorian families in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. And he's, everybody knows he's Palestinian Salvadorian. He mm -hmm. speaks perfect English, perfect Spanish. Um, he has amazing relationship with Trump and the United States. And he's changing El Salvador as we speak. Mm -hmm. Like he knew that there was a gang problem in El Salvador. Everybody knows that El Salvador is infested with MS, right? Yeah. And so what this, what this president did is he, 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 he yeah. Well, the vice president gave me a shout out, you guys. I felt so like wow, official. I was like, oh my God. Dope. They know who I am. Oh my God, that's so cool. No, but it was like, he basically, what he did in the jail system is he said, okay, you know what? Because they separate you in the jails, right? It's like, this. these people stay with this people. And in Salvador, you're all Latino. So you, but it, they were separating them like by gangs, by hoods. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know what? Que se junten todos, que se maten todos. And so within the jails, that was, everybody was killing each other. He was like, perfect, less, less for me to handle. And he he made them all come together and like they're having their own wars in jail. And this dude is like cracking down on gang activity in El Salvador. So he is determined to make El Salvador like a safer country because the tourism has gone down tremendously, drastically yeah. in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to travel over there because of all the gang activity that's happening. That's you go crazy. over there with a couple of hand tattoos, neck tattoos, and they think you're gang affiliated. So who wants to travel to a country where you're going to be like, damn, they're going to think I'm from a hood. They're going to kill me. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I get so you. the new president is making moves and I'm super excited on what's happening in Salvador. And I, I'm really good. looking forward to like collaborating with, with where my parents are from. When was the last time you went to Salvador? The last time I went to Salvador was like five years ago. Mm. I got invited to the last presidential inauguration. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, how do, how am I even here? Like, it was <laughs> one of my, you know, political friends here in L.A. Um, we took like a, it, it was a trip that I took with them to Cuba. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, we went to El Salvador. And it was, I was rolling with like politicians from El, from L.A. Uh -huh. And then we united in Cuba with like politicians from like Colombia. That was one of those like. <sighs> trips that like I can never repeat like what I heard and what I saw type mm -hmm. of thing but it was one of those trips that like I'll never forget because I really realized in this trip like the power of politics and the power of money you know and it was just like wow like politics is grimy yeah it's, it's a really you know in every industry I want to say but like this was like politicians it's like Polit a whole nother world it's a, it was a whole nother world and I'm like how did I even end up in this situation this is really thank god I was safe you know but yeah. 
Yeah, like I got invited to the last presidential inauguration. It was called La Toma del Presidente. It wasn't even called like La, La Inauguración. It was like La Toma del, del Presidente, which was the last president of Salvador. His name was Salvador Seren. And it was like amazing. It was like 80% men, 20% women. And I felt so like honored to be there, but like a little nervous at the same time. But it was just, you know, we were good. We were like traveling in like bulletproof suburbans in El Salvador. I was like, how did a little girl like that grew up in Riverside end up in this situation? But it was, I'll never forget it, you know, but yeah. I'm so glad to know that El Salvador is like on the right path to to tourism. Like it needs to open its doors again to the people that are from there. Yeah. You know, you can't be afraid to go back there. Yeah. That's good. That's crazy. A uh, question for you, because now that we're talking about like, you know, our culture and everything, um, like, do you get mad if you feel that someone says to you, hey, are you Mexican? And knowing you're Salvadorian, do you yeah. get mad? I don't do you, get... Do you get insulted? No, I don't because I love Mexicans. Like, okay. Mexicans, I love Mexican people. My last three boyfriends have been Mexican. Mm. I, I love them. Um, but I correct them. Yeah. I correct them and I say, no, I'm Salvadorian. I'm from Central America. Central America and Mexico are, are you know, like, there's a difference, uh -huh. right? Because I feel like la gente centroamericana, we're a little bit more... Like Caribbean, there's like a little bit more of like a Caribbean um, wild side to us yeah, in a yeah, sense, right? Because yeah. I have a lot of Mexican friends and, you know, this, there's this big stigma like Mexicans and Salvadorians don't get along and, yeah, and we're yeah. constantly Cause, beefing. Because I want to say something because before you get into that, because I want to say something because I've gotten results like this, you know, like. Like, even just having normal conversation, because, you know, you start talking Spanish to me. So, you know, you're in L.A. And I start, obviously, this is maybe my mistake, too, because I assume. I assume. Yeah. Okay, I that assume. That could be a problem. And I say, like, <laughs> I, I, go, I go, like, oh, you know, you know, I'm talking to, you know, either it can be a girl or a guy. And I can be like, oh, are, yeah, are, are you Mexican? Because I can hear, like, the accents, not Salvadorian accent, because... I, I can tell the difference a little bit between yeah. Salvadorian accent. They speak and then, it a little different, right? They, yeah, like, yeah like our Spanish. Spanish is a little bit more like, in, we're like, vení para acá. Yeah. You know, instead of like, ven para acá. Yeah. Or ven. See, we're more like, vení. Y que chévere. Do you talk like that? Like, would you say? When, you know, I talk like that. Yeah. You'll, de repente se me sale los salvadoreños where you're just like, oh, you're not Mexican. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, the, but a lot of times since Mexican, but since LA is so Mexican influenced. Yeah. Se te pega el acento mexicano. So that's what I'm saying. So that's why I assume that sometimes and I say it, but then I get this vibe sometimes and this is what trips me out. It's just like, ew, no, I'm not Mexican. It's like. No, I don't ever say ew. No, no, I know Because I love Mexican yeah, people. But I know reals. you don't, but I'm just saying like, like that's the vibe. And then it's like, going back to that stigmatism. Like, why do yeah. people say, like, why like, are people like, like no, hey, no, chill. no, what the what's, hell? Like, what's the ew about that? Like, what, 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 what's one with Mexicans that that made you go ew? Like, I'm sorry that I assumed that was my yeah. fault to begin with, but not. Ew, like, let's explain yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, to each his own, right? Like, yeah. I I don't ill no race. Like, I love blacks, I love mixed, I love Puerto Ricans, Colombians, Dominicans. I always get asked, like, are you Dominicana? So Salvadoreña? So uh, Colombiana? Like, you know, eres Mexicana? All, everything. To me, see, this is where we lack education as people. Mm -hmm. Like, you shouldn't ill nobody. Yeah. And if you're ewing, it's like, are you deep down inside? Like, you know, to, if somebody says ill to something, I'd be like, are you racist? Like, that's my, that would be my first thing. Like, damn, you yeah, sound racist. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I would have straight up been like, you sound racist. Yeah. Yeah. To stop them in their tracks. Like, why would you ill Mexicans? Yeah. It's like, for me, like, people say like, are you white? I'm going to go, ew, white people. No. Like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I know for a fact that I don't look 
I mean, I don't know what. You're where super I'll, light skinned. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I look like a Mexican, but I'm not going to go, ew. Are you calling me a white person? No, I'm like, no, no. I, I would take them wrong. No, I'm not white. I'm, I, I'm actually Mexican. But yeah, I don't I get agree. offended. I don't yeah. get offended. But some people get offended. Like in yeah. Mexico, it's so bad that I said that. Or vice versa, too. I've seen, yeah. you know, Mexicans been like, nah, I'm Salvadorian. Chill. Yeah, I've seen that too. Chill. Or like they say, like, they'll be like, ah, you're Salvadorian. They'll be like, yo, stop. Like, chill. Like, people, what's, like, yeah. what's the big issue? I don't issue? know. I don't know. I think the issue is we make it a big issue versus like saying, you know what? Like, you're always, the thing is, Mexico's so big. I think it all starts from like kind of, uh, you know, to really, since we're talking about it and thinking about it, I think like the people, because dude, do you remember, honestly, I don't even want to say the name, but we were at a meeting. We were at a meeting for like what we were doing. Okay. And then there was- Don't this, say like, the name. We don't no, want to burn nobody. There was no. a straight white dude. We were like at a round table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Executive. I love round table executive <laughs> meetings. Yeah, it was executive well, it's pretty theirs crazy and watch. everything. It was crazy. We were, mind you, we were in, uh, we were in the East Coast, okay? We were somewhere in the East Coast, not New York or anything, a little bit more Southern. <laughs> and uh, we were there, and then this guy- Super gavacho, like just white dude, you know, like super white dude. He was like, so, so explain to me a little bit more about like your culture. Like, like he really didn't know. Like, what did he say? He How didn't do I know forgot? anything about Mexico. He didn't know. He just, he really said like, are you, so are y'all like just the same? Like, like are like, now I was like, I don't understand. Kind of like, I didn't, I didn't understand his question. He was like, well, cause I've seen like Salvadorians, uh, Cubans, this Mexicans, like, are y'all the same? Like, are y'all Mexicans? Basically, yeah, is what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, like he legit said that, and I was like thrown off because this is—I'm telling you, this is an executive. This is a high guy, like a VP, and I was just like, that doesn't Whoa. surprise me at all. Wow, I was just like, wow. So I had to kind of break it down a little bit, and I was like, no, I was like, so Mexicans would be people that are in Mexico. Like I broke it down, you know. I was like, Cubans are in Cuba. That's more Central American, you know, South America and stuff like. And he just didn't know. So I think that's where a lot of these issues come from. Where Lack we get... of education, y'all. That's what it is. So I think it, when you... Because I've heard this too. And this is kind of... Doesn't happen lack anymore. Lack of geographical awareness. Yes, yes. That's, like, that's oh my gosh. So there's been people, and I think that's what people don't like. Like, you know, Salvadorans and Mexicans. It's like, oh, well, Mexicans. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Salvadorian. Oh, the same thing. You know, I've, that used to be a thing in the past. Yeah. Like a yeah. real... Like my dad went through that shit, you know, like in high school. And, and I think... That's maybe why it affected my dad, maybe by saying, like, we're not the same. Like, no, I'm not. No, not that he's probably trying to be disrespectful towards Salvadorans or anything like that, but I think he's saying it more as in, like, no, we're not the same. Yeah, we're not. And then and, and that's like, we are in many ways, but there's definitely things like I mean, we're traditionalism in God's yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we are. Let me tell you something, man. The Latin culture is a beautiful thing. We all share the same language, whether it's an accent. Or our our words are like sped up a little bit. Like I mm. love talking to a Puerto Rican, Dominican, Caribbean person because they're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, pero coño," and I'm like, "You sound like a reggaetonero." You always sound <laughs> like you're singing, right? Yeah. And yeah. I appre- like me. I'm the kind of person that like I appreciate accents. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the difference in foods. Yeah. I'm like, teach me. Yeah. Like the other day, I went to a. <laughs> Uh, Hondureño restaurant and they taught me what baleadas were. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what balea. I'm Salvadorian. Honduras is in Central America. It's Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Panama, Belize, like all that is Central America. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it's like from El Salvador to, to Honduras, you would think we would share similar things and we do, yeah. right? We eat yuca, we eat platanos, 
but I didn't know what a baleada was. Do you guys know what a baleada is? No, no. So it's like, I'm, I do this thing on my Instagram, it's IGTV, it's called Snack Attack. And so me and my boy, the hood foodie, we go to different restaurants and we highlight different foods, right? Because we're foodies. Like, who isn't a foodie nowadays, right? And a baleada is literally a name of, it's a homemade flour tortilla. You put beans in it, frijoles, mm-hmm. crema y queso. Mm-hmm. Aguacate, slap it together. You know, mm. in Mexico, you would call that a taco, yeah. right? Un taco de frijoles con aguacate. Yeah. In El Salvador, I don't know what we would call it, but in, in Honduras, they call that a baleada. And I'm like, I've never tried one of these before. Like, I was so happy to, I love to learn and see, like, I just feel, honestly, I feel that a lot of Latinos within our own culture are racist. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of it has to do with, the president that we have in, like, the president that we have in office right now has made it racism and ha- has made it so, like, it brings out people's racism. Yeah. I feel like our president that we have in office right now, he is bringing out people's true colors of, mm-hmm. like, oh, so you're racist within your own people. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're white, so you don't even know anything about white, about Latinos, Central America, Caribbean, South America. You're not even trying to educate yourself on this shit. You know, now we really see your true colors. I just feel like when you have the leader of a nation that is like that, like people start feeling automatically more comfortable to show their true colors. And it's just like my answer and 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 the solution to that is like educate yourself before no. you assume, before you think you know, ask questions. Don't 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 let us see your true colors because once some once you see someone's true colors once, you believe it. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, where did that come from? Yeah. Like right that ooh. It's more just like, oh, no, let me tell you, I'm from Central America. I'm from El Salvador. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between Central America, Mexico, South America, and the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, you should probably look into it. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's <laughs> you know what, what I mean? And, and that's what I'm you saying. Just like, educationally, <laughs> just modem. Like me, like, yeah. maybe that's where I make the mistake. Because I, I try and pay attention to when we, if I, like, if I'm talking Spanish to you, and you're talking to me, like, like, if you, let's say you're Salvadorian, but you throw out the word way, uh, to me, I'm going to assume you're Mexican because you're using the word way. But you can also True. just be doing that just because, you know, you're, you're just you're used to being in L.A. So you talk in now in that type of Spanish accent because you can tell the difference. Yes. I could tell the difference right away when I know you're not like like literally Mexican because of the accent. But then again, I also uh, bite my own tongue because when I go deeper into Mexico and I actually go into like where it's like, you know, like let's say Jalisco and everything like People talk faster Spanish over there than the Spanish that I would talk here. You know what I'm saying? Like over there is pretty fast too. You know. I like, wonder why. I've I met some know. Mexicans that talk really fast. I'm like, yeah, hey, fast. Hey, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. Like I have a hard time understanding. Uh, I love those foods, though, those speechy boys. But I have a hard time understanding them. Like yeah. I'm like, dude, you got to slow down for me. Yeah. Like you got it's it's really fast. Those Cubanos. Those foods yes. Are, yeah. I you know uh, Puerto Ricans, Cubans too. Like I'm just like, wait, slow down. There would be times that I would be interviewing like artists and I'm like, ¿Qué? And it was literally like on the air live, like, no te entiendo. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, pero que no te entiende, chica. And I'm just like, ay, pero me encanta. <laughs> like, I wouldn't understand what they're saying, but it's like the flow of the Caribbean flow. Like, I think I need a Dominican in my life. Hey, I don't know, man. I could looking. probably fall in love with the Dominican. She's looking, guys. She's looking for a Dominican. Looking. I don't know. I'm looking for a man that is husband material. Oh, okay. She's not. She's that playing no game. That wants a queen, okay? That wants a queen. I ain't trying to play get played, you know? I got no games. have to play no you games. and you're not going to like it. So I have a question. Let's keep, <laughs> let's keep getting deeper into the culture. Uh, this is a, a one word that I want to know and I want to understand. Okay, so uh, 
just to be straight out, spilling the frijoles. You ready? So Salvadorians don't like it when you call them cerotes, okay? But I noticed they always call each other that. And explain to me that. Well, you know, I kind of like like to. I feel like cerote is like. I know what it is. Can, can we obviously. cuss on here and say like the worst words? Like you know, yeah. It's like the English word c u n t. I feel like that's oh, a very yeah. derogatory term. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what cerote is too. Okay. You know, and so I only like to use the word cerote in defense of like, listen, if there's a flood in the world, salvies will be the only ones that are floating. Because we are cerotes, okay. right? And sometimes poop floats, <laughs> right? There's, that's a whole nother like poop lesson, that, you know. That's what the that's how it came about, right? The the word supposedly. I don't know how the said. word came about, but I. I but they I, call each other. I don't that, like right? when people call me cerote because I just feel like cerote is like a piece of shit. I mean, literally, right. for everybody like listening to this podcast, derogatory. un cerote es un pedazo de caca. Yes. You know, and that's low. <laughs> that's like really low. So if you're going to like refer to me as like, you know, I'd rather be called like a cipota. Yeah. Like, hey, que onda cipota, como estas? That's more like, que onda chamaquito? Okay. Or, you know, how you Mexicans yeah, yeah. say way. like chamaco, chamaco or, you know, uh, yeah, like kid, like, you know, or way. Que onda yeah. way? Yeah, it's yeah, like, que onda cipota? Yeah, right? yeah but same thing with way. Way could not be liked. Yeah. You know, and in well, the older people yeah. might not like way being called away. Way is saying a bull's a bull with no balls. So right. If you call somebody away, or it's, saying, it's yeah. either that or que te están echando like los cuernos. Yeah, te están like you're away, like your girl. You know. Oh, like uh, that's like they're playing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, no te hagas way. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like now it's used as like, hey fool, what's up fool? Now it's like, hey wait, no, come on, no mames way. Now it's used like. Slang, you know oh what I'm saying? Oh my god, did you guys hear me burn? <laughs> <laughs> That's not tequila. Did you guys just hear me? No. Oh my god, excuse me, you guys. No, beautiful you're ladies good. burp too. <laughs> I know you guys think beautiful ladies don't go to the restroom or burp, but we do. No, you're oh, fine. Sure. Okay, you didn't hear that? No, okay, thank God. Whoa. Yeah, it just came out on its own. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go to, you know, if you go to Salador, do you ever like have like your friends call you that? Ah, come on, Cerote. No, I've never been. It's it's rare that I've been called a Cerote or Cerota. And I I think when I have been called that, I'm like, what did you say? It, and it, it's one of those things where like, oh, like the people that have called me that, even if it's in playing, I'm just like, wait, what? And like they're like, oh, like, like they know I don't like it. Yeah. And I, it's been very few times where I have to say, listen, well, they're just kind of like, yeah, Roxy wasn't, she didn't like that. Sheesh. And they, so I don't really like to toss that word around because words have power, man. Yeah. And I'm sure. a big believer in like words have power. And yeah, the word cerote is just, it's one of those words that I just, I don't even know like why it exists. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I've never liked it as a salvi. I just, just don't call me a cerote if you see me on the street. Yeah, Call yeah. me yeah. Queen. No, nah, queen, queen. <laughs> queen Roxy. Queen, queen Roxy. Roxy. How about why do why do Salvadorians say a lot like "Oye, boss, cómo estás"? Why boss? Para acá, boss? What's, what was boss? It's just exactly. like 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 we're boss, like you. you, like you. it's you, like you know. Because you know, like in Armenian culture, they go "Oye, ara, hey, but ara." They always say "ara, ara." I don't know if ara you know that. Hey. Like, Are you hey. Armenian? No, I'm just saying. I we just went know to Barranca. We went so to Barranca. We had a lot of Armenian friends, so we know it's like fifty percent Armenian. Yeah. So what do they say? Ara. They ara. say ara a lot in ara. between like their messages and everything. So I noticed the Salvadorians use the word bos. Yeah, bos like is use like bos, vení para acá. It's, it's, it's just, it's well, part, of, our, it's part of how we talk. Wouldn't bos be correct for like Spanish in Spain? Yeah. Vosotros. Yes, vosotros, yeah. absolutely. Instead of nosotros. It yeah. is. Absolutely it is. Yeah. So like one of my goals this year is to go to Spain uh, because my last name is Cordova and Cordova is actually a town in Spain. 
Mm. And so, like, my name is like really Spanish. Like, so it's maybe very. You're Spaniard. Uh, have you done your, your D23 thing? Or See, what? I've done 23andMe.com. Yeah, yeah. That one, I've done 23andMe. What are you? Oh my gosh, you guys. I, okay, so trip out on this. Like, my great grandfather was 100% Filipino. Oh. So he, like, docked up in El Salvador and then he met, like, it just all connected. And so, like, I've always felt like I was part Asian. Like, yeah. I've always loved, I always tell men that I date, like, if you want to make me happy without asking me, just, like, take me to anything Asian. Sushi, Chinese food, um, Korean barbecue, uh, shabu shabu, like, anything Asian infused, I feel right at home. And mm. and so, you got to, like, I, I believe in, like, after, I, I believe in, like, past lives. Mm. I also believe in reincarnation. Right. Mm-hmm. Although my mom always gets on me. And no, you say eso en la Biblia. Yo no sé dónde está sacando eso. But like, I believe, like, I believe deja vu is like, why do I feel this? Like, have mm-hmm. I been here before? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I, I think that's like a thing. whole yeah, nother podcast episode. <laughs> I really do believe in like past lives and like, and I always say, like, the day I die and I, re- I reincarnate, I literally want to be the dog of a rich person. I just want to, I just want to be rubbed and fed. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're a and dog lover then. I'm a dog right. lover and I just want to be, I just want to reincarnate to be like J-Lo's dog. ¿Y los gatos? ¿Y los gatos? Que se queden en la calle. <laughs> I don't like gatos. I've never been a gato. But where was I going with this whole story? <coughs> I lost my train of thought. Well, you were basically talking about like. Let's see how much like, you guys are paying like attention. Sp- you're talking about going to Spain to learn. Yes, because Spain, we're talking yeah. about vos. You're, like, why do you oh, say yeah. vos? No, it's just. It's part of the Salvadorian language, you mm-hmm. know. It's just how we refer to one another. Yeah, and I trip out because it's like I've, I I trip out on hearing that because I hear it a lot in every like. It's like, but it, what trips you out about it? Like, why? I guess it's just like, like is it's, it too it, proper? It, it, no, it's just like it's a long conversation we can have, and I'm gonna hear at least you drop like ten bosses in between. That long conversation. But you might drop. Well, like it's like every, saying. It, well, it, well, it's yeah, kind of like saying. Right. It's <laughs> kind of like saying. Listen, Heidel, like you, you got to check responsibility for like what you did, and like you, it's like saying you. It's like saying you, you. is okay. saying boss. Okay, yeah, that's kind of. atención. La próxima vez que vos estés en esa situación, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. like saying you to somebody. So you don't. You wouldn't use the word tú. It, no, no, it's less likely for Salvadoreños to use Como, tú. Tú it's no sabes. Like vos, vos no sabes, you would say. Yeah, it's more like, it's more like vos no sabes. No sabes. Salvadoreños, no sabes, yeah. we speak more like sped up. Like, it's like veni instead of ven. Yeah. It's more like... Do, um, do you guys roll the R's a lot? Yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> like, like a lot, a lot? Like, cause, do you guys like, do the thing that Puerto Ricans do, the R's? Yeah. Not pronouncing no, them? no, we pronounce the R's. Oh, okay. okay. So you'll say Puerto Rico. We say Puerto Rico. Not Puerto Rico. My homegirl, yeah, we, I make fun of her about that. Though. No, oh. we say Puerto Rico. Oh, well, right. I have a question, though, Roxy. Like, uh, would you say that Salvadoreños are vulgar? Yes. We so, are. Is, like, that, is that like something you guys are proud of or is that like just a thing or what is it like? You know what? It's it's part of like, it's part of our culture, you know? Like one of our words that we use that when we talk to somebody is like, puta, no jodas. No, a la gran puta. Like it's not like, I feel like everything is about tone and inflection when you say it, uh-huh. right? If you're like, hey, you don't be a puta. Yeah, is yeah, one that's thing. Crazy. If you're like, hey, puta, como esta vos? So yeah. see, like you it's even so different. So like, this might be the thing, and this might be the thing of like this whole stigma thing is because like even me hearing you like that, like I'm like, whoa, like it's different. You hear it? Like th- one thing is like to offend somebody. So, so another thing is to express yourself. Like when I see my boy or my girl, like puta, como has estado? No te mirado en cinco años. Yeah, What's yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. more. It, it's 
our culture, like, yes, we're vulgar, but we're not vulgar in a way to offend you. So that might the be one of the way people st- take it is offensive. That, and that's the thing I was gonna say. That might be one of the stigmas is that there's like I know Mexicans. I don't know if you guys can agree with me, but like me- you know the old school Mexicans, and even some now are very respectful. Yeah, I don't like more it's traditional. all about. I I know I was raised like respect. They got usted. Like, you know, when you're talking to, like, an older person. So I say, usted, oh, como esta usted? And it's like, maybe that's the thing then. That's maybe a thing why, they, like, when they hear Salvadorians talk that way, they're like, whoa. And maybe that might be, like, a reason why they don't, you know, get, like, that whole thing exists. It mm. could Stupid be, shit, you know, yeah. because I do agree. Like, Mexicans are more traditional. It's more about, like, traditionalism. It's more about customs. It's more about, like, you know, like, it. it's more, like, it's very ingrained into, yeah. like, the traditionalism. Salvadoreños, so are we. And so that's why a lot of times when I say the things that I say on social media, on videos, on air, I'm very unapologetic when I say things because it's 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 part of my culture. You right know on. what I mean? I never say, puta no jodas, to offend the people that are listening to me. It's more an, ex- it's like you that saying, no mames yeah. way. Or yeah. how Mexicans express themselves, right? Yeah, like, right, right. oh, que onda, way. Yeah, at it's the like, end, at the puta, end, que onda, yeah. what's up? It's it's kind of like the same thing, but it's just different words. And if you choose to be offended by how we express ourselves, that probably could be the beef. Yeah, that probably could be the oh, salvies are like like they're too they're, they're too out there or whatever. Yeah, and that's your own judgment of us. And, and that's, that's the thing. Okay. should be more. I think I think what it should come down to is like you just got to be more open minded. Like yeah. you said, if yep. that's the culture, you got to just accept it. It is what it is, and. That's it. No, don't like knock it off so yeah. quick. Don't be so quick to knock it off. Let me ask you a crazy question right here. Like, would you, would you prefer to date in your race or out of your race? If you had the, like. You know what? That's a great question because I think that so many people stop their happiness and their greatness and their, their destiny because of the traditionalism of our culture. Okay. We're so, a lot of times we're taught, you know, that you stick with your people. I think black people are taught that. I think Latinos are taught that. I think mm-hmm. white people are taught that. It's not just a Latino thing. No, yeah, Let's yeah, be yeah, really yeah. clear on that. No, yeah, of course. Like everybody is taught in in a in an indirect way, but in a direct indirect way. Like these are your people. This is what you stick to, right? Although my parents never told it to me like that. It's kind of like what I knew. For example, me, my first. I mean, my last three boyfriends have been Latinos. They've all been Mexican, mm-hmm. right? Because I live in L.A. And that seems like that's all there is in L.A. <laughs> and you know what? I have no complaints. I have, I, I, they were all Scorpios. One was from Michoacan. Mm-hmm. Another one was from Guadalajara. Another one was from Yucatan. All different parts of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love Mexico. I love the food. I love the people, the warmness, the welcome. I love Mexico, you know? But I thought to myself, why why now that I'm single, I've been single for two years. Like, why have I not dated out of my race? Like, for no reason, to be really honest with you, because my parents have you always like Asian food. Maybe you should date an Asian guy. You know oh. what? I've never dated an Asian guy. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, you know what? I don't know. I but you know, now that I'm single, I stay open to the possibilities. Like now, like I know what it is to date a man that is African American, that is mixed. That it could mix with black and white. I even went on a date with a with an um a man that was from Iran one time, you know. And it was like now I'm allowing myself the experience and the opportunities to say, hey, why have I only stuck to my race? Which I've really pondered on that question myself. Like, but why you, have I only dated Latinos? You know why? Because you get comfortable, and you know yes. what I mean by that. And it's not, and I'm not saying just because you get comfortable because you're dating for a long time. No, it's because you can express yourself in a way 
where you're using both of your languages at the same time versus a person that's probably, let's say, Asian is only going to speak to you English and only English your whole life. Yeah. And then you, you, that's well, what I had saying. a great experience with the half black, half Puerto Rican man. And okay. I was like, I, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that but real good. But you can, but you can speak Spanish too. That's I what I'm speak, saying. Yeah, exactly. And that person's willing to so embrace me, your Spanishness so let, and your Americanness. So let me ask you, know? you this: like these Mexican boyfriends that you dated, they were all amazing. By but, the way, I have but, no complaints. <laughs> but you never just spoke English only to them. No, that's what I'm saying. So you yeah, got comfortable with the that language that you're able to use both. Yeah. Compared to just English only, and that's what it'll make you maybe uncomfortable. But you haven't tried it yet. So maybe you should try it. I am. I'm trying it. Now that I'm single, I'm trying. I'm just being more open-minded when it comes to like my dating life. But, you know, I got to say that it, it is a beautiful thing when somebody understands your language, when somebody wants to get yeah. up and dance with you, you know. But like I also don't think that you can't find that outside of your race. I also feel like Agreed. there's men and women out there that Im- if they love you, they're going to embrace your culture. They're yes. going to be like, oh, my God, I want to dance salsa. I want to dance merengue. I want to learn. Teach me Spanish, Spanish, baby. Or... You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I have zero regrets. I loved all my Mexican boyfriends. Uh, you know, who knows what I'm going to yeah. end up with. I might end up with a Latino. I might end up not with a Latino. And I'm okay with that. And yeah. people are going to always have their opinions on like, why aren't you dating? So, you know, listen, mind your own business. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Do whatever works for you. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of women, I've, I talk to a lot of women and I interact with a lot of women on social media through my nonprofit. And there's a lot of women that want to date out of their race that are afraid to date out of their race because of what their parents are going to think. Oh yeah, And that's sure. really sad that you stop your life from truly pursuing something or a man or a woman that may potentially bring you the all the happiness in the world, but you won't do it because of what your parents are going to think. And yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah. Love is love. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I so yeah. let it flow. If it feels right, let's just say you're Latina, you've never dated an, a, a Middle Eastern man or an Asian man or a black man. Let it flow to whatever it's going to be. Your family is going to have to eventually digest it and say, listen, like my family is that way. If my sister married a black man, I have a black brother-in-law. He's amazing. My family is like, if you love him, we love him. Unless he's a psycho. And we're going to pick up on that shit real quick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But like, if I love him and I rock with him, my family's going to rock with him. Of course. Not everybody comes from families like that. Like some, some parents or family members are very so close minded. And that's sad. It's like, come on, bro. We're about to be in 2020. It's hard. You know, it's hard. That's what I'm saying. It is hard because some parents are just still old school. It's because their parents taught them old school. And it's, it's our job to try and change that. And let me tell you, Latinos are not the only ones that go through that. The other day I was talking to, I've talked to a couple of black girls and you know, they like to bring white boys home. And and, and that's like, we're Latinos living our own experiences. But like, I asked these black girls, like these African-American girls, I'm like, why don't you want to bring a black guy home? They're like, "Uh, I'm not really attracted to black guys. Like I, so I go through that same problem of like, why aren't you bringing a black guy home? Why did you bring a black guy home? And some black parents are proud that their daughters bring home a white guy versus a black guy. And some African-American parents are like, why did you bring home a black guy? No, yeah, I mean, I a white guess. guy, you should have yeah. brought, you know? So it's yeah. like, I think all races go through it. Yeah. It's just like, love is love. It's just a matter of breaking that. Yeah. And change. I think, I think Open the, your next, mind. the next like 20 years from now, it's going to be amazing, dude. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Cause a lot of, like a lot of people are growing up crying in, in a different world now. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are, Kind of going in with the like, it's fine for a parent to be two moms or two like 
things are going to change. I really yeah, do I feel, feel like I'm very positive about that stuff. And I think it all starts with the parenting. Yeah, and absolutely. now this new generation is going to have kids and they're going to be so open-minded. So these new kids are going to be like super not judgmental. You know? I hope so. Like, I hope I so. And you know what? My dream is to have mixed babies. I want my kids to be mixed with some type. <laughs> I want them to be mixed. I want them to have green eyes. Let's get it. I'm going to just go to like a laboratory and like order my kids. All right. Well, <laughs> that's a possibility nowadays. There you go. Yeah, it could happen. Hey, yeah. hey. All right. Well, we're going to. We're going to close this podcast, but before we do... It looks like you're praising you. You guys, Heidel has his hands, <laughs> well, you're gonna, hands up. You're not going to like what we're about to make you do. That's why, okay? Because we, we call this podcast Spilling the Frijoles for a reason. Oh, Lord. And the reason why it's called Spilling the Frijoles is because you're about to say something that you have never told anyone before in this podcast right now. And that's what you want to say. It can be anything. You can even say like... You can say Ooh. F you to this boss back in the days or whatever you want to say that you have never told no one before you can say it in this podcast right now right now you know what frijoles. okay spilling the frijoles Anything. one thing that i want to say your chest. i want to get something off my chest yeah. oh my god you're really putting me on the spot with this one but i think okay uh, this is something that i want to say now that i'm single um i'm so open to masturbation <laughs> Because it's it's really a beautiful thing when you self-explore your body, you know? And so I'm really about, like, ladies, masturbate three times a week if you're single. You know, if you got the real deal by your side, like, I get it. But you got to be able to really self-explore and how you can give yourself an orgasm before a man can. And I think especially Latinas and women, we're so close-minded, like, oh, my God, how am I going to, like, use a vibrator? Try it. Because I'm about that life right now because I'd rather do that than have this any old dick inside of me, to be Girl. real with you. Hell so I yeah. say become open to masturbation and please yourself. Have I ever confessed that? No. But now you know, and now <laughs> you, you can go. get a visual. There you okay? Go. There you go. Amen. <laughs> that's that's Roxy, guys. Yeah. Sin pelos en la lengua, spilling the frijoles. Thank you. Thank you for coming to our podcast. That was awesome. Thank you Were so you much. expecting that? No. No, that we weren't. Good. Don't worry. Did that you get good. a visual as I was saying that? Uh, no, I didn't get it. Okay, no, good. <laughs> All right. Well, this is spilling the frijoles. She just spilled them, Brian. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our show. You're uh, welcome, Roxy. guys. And thank you for everyone that listens. Don't forget, guys. Check out our website. Check out our pages. Mexican ways. Let's right. go. Thank you. <laughs> Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda.